This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Hello, guys. I'm back. This is good, man. I feel like I got some good energy. I came back. The Raptors beat the Los Angeles Lakers in LA, which is good. But hey, welcome to the wrap up. If you haven't been here before, this is the official Raptors Republic Live post game show where we recap, we dissect, and we have some fun talking about the latest Raptors game, which unfortunately for me and Oren just ended. And it's about to hit one in the morning Eastern time. So. Um, I apologize ahead of time for me and Orin if we sound a little drowsier than usual. Um, but it's good to be back, man. It's really good to be back. I, I wasn't there yesterday for the Jazz game. I heard that ended pretty badly. Um, and to be honest, uh, I'm not really like... I mean, I, I love you guys, and I got a couple tweets saying, you know, Sahal, where were you at and all that. But um, the Jazz with no Donovan Mitchell... Um, I saw what Devin Booker did to Rudy Gobert a few days ago. Um, I'm not trying to do all that. Um, or in tonight, the Toronto Raptors defeated the LA Lakers 121 to 114. That brings the Raptors record to 27 wins and 38 losses on the season. Fact check. I need a fact check in the comment section. 27 wins and 38 losses on the season. Um, or in two things in this game, okay? Because everyone's already like we're already getting the Lowry the Lowry comments almost immediately, um, yeah. Give me a sec. Uh, I got something to show you guys. Uh, this came in yesterday, or and I know you're gonna be proud of me. Or actually, not yesterday. Sorry, a few days ago, I should say. Oh, it's a jersey. Guys, look what I got. Hey, good timing. Good timing on our boy. Let's get it, man. You, you should have worn it today. You should have worn it. Not, you know, no AliExpress. Come on. <laughs> you guys know me. Hey. The real thing. Real sports. Honestly, Oren, I got a story to talk. Can I tell you the story of how I got this jersey? Yeah, Other than please. the usual checkout. So, sorry, guys. Before we get into the game. So, I'm in the real sports checkout. And I'm assuming, like, they have to have every Raptors jersey in stock. You know, I'm a large. So, I'm trying to get a large. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be a slander pot. It will. Just give us a second. Um so I'm, I'm in the checkout, I get the jersey, and a few days later, I get an email, or I think I want to say like four days later, maybe five, I get an email saying that it's been delivered. And obviously, when you get an email that anything's been delivered, for my people who live in townhouses or whatever, you go outside and you check your front, your front porch. So I go and I check, and I'm assuming, you know, it's a jersey, so it's not going to come in a box or whatever it is, and um, it's not there. And 
I, by the way, I see the email maybe three hours after they sent it. So I'm immediately you panic. Like if you get an email saying something's delivered to your front door and it's not there, you panic. It's like, fuck, um, I'm going to have to go to Mississauga to pick this uh, up now. Fuck, I don't know where you like, live, but no. yeah. I'm, I'm in Richmond Hill. So right. um, I kind of panicked, but at the same time, I was like, they have to have some sort of refund policy where like if I don't get my thing. So I emailed them immediately, their customer support, and they just give me, you know, again, this isn't, I'm not real sports. Like I like you guys, but you know, the customer support, I get it. COVID, I 100% understand. Um it wasn't great. Like the, my experience wasn't great. I'll leave it at that. And essentially I was given the runaround and basically the blame was put on Canada post. So I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Like, is there a Canada post HQ? I can just knock on the door. Uh, long story short. Um, I'm like asking my friends, like, where do you guys normally get jerseys and shirts to your front doors? Or how does that work? My friends like, bro, check your mailbox. And I'm like, jerseys don't come in the mailbox do they i don't know because i don't buy jerseys guys okay like i don't do this you very never often check like the mailbox <laughs> okay okay but listen i know everyone's gonna be like oh Saul, you're so dumb like whatever <laughs> the last jersey i got which was a football jersey i got it on my front doorstep mm -hmm. so i just assumed that this you know would come to my front doorstep and it didn't. It was in the mailbox. And I kind of panicked because when I first looked in the mailbox, it was being blocked by like a bunch of mail. And then I saw it at the back. And yeah, I got it, guys. The greatest Raptor of all time. My favorite player of all time. I've made that clear for quite a while. Um, Love this guy in Houston, in Memphis. And of course, I had to go with the black alternate Jordan, guys. Uh, Jordan logo. So I'm going to leave that there. That's going to get hung up. I just need a, a couple more clips. I have like three or four jerseys I still need to hang up. Um what are we? We're five minutes in. We haven't even gotten to the game. Sorry, guys. Uh, Kyle Lowry. <clears throat> Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry for uh, for premier of, of Ontario. Let him handle the vaccine distribution as far as I'm concerned. Please do that. Please. The way vaccines are rolling out in this province, please do that. Let him stab me in the eye with a used needle. I'll take anything <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Just, I'll take a jab in the back of the neck. You know, I actually got um, my vaccine appointment this Friday. I'm very excited. No way. Good yep. stuff, man. I know. I was I'm sending um, I saw Scarborough to me and I sent it. I, I saw Scarborough tea and I was sending it to like my cousin who lives in Scarborough. And I was like, bro, you got to get this. Uh, you got to be on this. And he told me immediately. I think I saw the tweet like five hours late. Um, it was from Vaccine Hunters Canada. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he told me it's it's booked up for the next two weeks. So I feel sorry for him. Uh, yeah. yeah. Dr. Kyle, Lowry. Kyle Lowry should be in charge, though, because this was this was, I mean, the best game of his season. Pretty clearly. 100%. And. 100%. I guess someone in the crowd said something to him that got him fired up, but uh, it was just funny. It was funny watching him go at different Lakers guards. And like here they got a switch onto Kuzma for him. And from the very moment he saw Kuzma on him, he was just like, all right, give me this food right here. And he hit a step back three and it was one of many. I think he hit, let me check real quick. Yeah. Eight threes tonight, which is also a season high for Kyle. And just a ridiculous game. Him and Pascal combined for um, I'm not good at math, but let me I guess. Am, no, I'm not. Let me just 39 say thirty-nine plus thirty-seven. Seven, uh, seventy-six. Yeah, perfect. Right. Yeah, seventy-six yeah. points. So seventy-six of one hundred and twenty points. So more than more than half of the team's points came from those two. And honestly, like yeah. my takeaway from this game is like, what was that? Like what? What the <laughs> hell did we just watch? I know you missed the Jazz game, 
But uh, yeah, the Raptors looked like a shell of themselves in the fourth quarter of that game, and then they come out and like start to finish four quarters of just like really solid play. Everyone who stepped on the court, I thought, even Rodney Hood, like played pretty well. Um, yeah, it was just weird to watch, and it was like I literally had just stepped off the playing game bandwagon after last game. I was like, that's it. The odds are too slim. They keep disappointing me. I'm done. And then they come out and do this. It's just like, God damn it. Like, come on guys. Yeah. Be be consistent. Like that's really it. Like Pascal Siakam, you know, we give Kyle an easier time because he has the history, but he, he deserves the same blame as Pascal this year, where both of them have been pretty high and low on and off. And, you know, obviously they're not going to have nights like this every game, but we just haven't been able to find any consistency. So it's frustrating as, as like good as it is to see them win, I guess it's frustrating to see like what, how good they can be. Mm-hmm. Cause this was a good example of how good they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet we don't get that nearly every night. We only get that maybe 40% of the games from each of them or something. So yeah, I mean, a win is a win is a win. And, and Kyle and Pascal were both amazing. A win is a win is a win. And I love that it comes like it comes against the struggling Los Angeles Lakers. Guys, I see you in the comments going a bit crazy. A lot of people are saying this was a LeBron revenge game. <clears throat> and to me, every game that the Raptors win against LeBron is a revenge game simply for the fact that, you know, the misery he's given us, Oren. The uh, I still get flashbacks. Like a, I got a nightmare like a couple weeks ago of the Cleveland Cavaliers series. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. This was this was absolutely insane, and I love that Kyle and and Pascal had games mm-hmm. where you watched each of these guys, and you're like, this is what we've been waiting for. You know, like um, again, I missed the Jazz game. I've yet to even honestly watch highlights of it. Um, <clears throat> But I can tell you that for the Lakers game, I, was, I watched the entire thing start to start to finish. Montrez Harrell, dude, you're just running around doing absolutely nothing and just yelling. Like Montrez Harrell's the type of guy, guys, in the third quarter, end of the third quarter, he'll have like three points and seven rebounds. And like he'll grab a rebound and just start yelling. And it's like if there's one guy in this game who deserved to be yelling, it was Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry took Montrez Harrell's food tonight. And some people, I I saw someone in the comments say Kyle Lowry was yelling into the crowd or yelling at the crowd, and it was because of Montrez. I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like they're LA is pretty well known, Oren, for having you know hecklers. And again, there's a limited amount of crowd space. Like you can see, even the Lakers. um, What is that? What do you call that, Oren? Like just over their bench? Is that like a, a banner? That's like yeah. covering the, the yeah. seats. I don't that know. Lakers banner. Um, but there's fans there. And 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 fans love, for some reason, uh, giving it to Kyle Lowry. Um, and I never really understood why. But, I mean, hey, um, if you go down my Twitter, which I have right below me. I'm looking at it. Am I looking at it? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Um, go to my Twitter and look at the everything I retweeted. I absolutely polluted the living hell out of the timeline. Or, and I know you saw that too, and I apologize for that. It was literally me just retweeting a bunch of people who were, um, you know, who who claimed that the Taylor Horton Tucker trade was, you know, lopsided um, for the Lakers, which I felt like was so stupid because, yeah, 
The I Lakers, never believed like Kyle, that. Kyle Lowry yeah. on that team, because you have to remember, Andre Drummond's a buyout, so like he's a minimum. So Kyle Lowry could fit on that team, and if he was on that team, obviously you move guys around, KCP and whatever. That te- this team wins the the title. Like the, I'm sorry, Nets. Like yeah, and that it was is also what it is. that was also the the jokes going around Twitter tonight was like this was a revenge game for Kyle in the sense that like the Lakers weren't able weren't willing to go all in for him. Yeah, and you know maybe he took that a bit personally and showed them like just how good he can be. Yeah. Um, but also I don't I never believed that that trade was really a thing like there's no way that lebron james is like no you can't give up Taylor horton tucker this young guy to get kyle larry like lebron we we know what he's all about is giving away young players for vets who can play so i just never believed that reporting and i feel like the lakers would have got larry if they could have um but they just didn't have the assets to that's that, that was my take on it but uh yeah yeah yeah, no, for sure. Um, I it's hilarious to me. It's honestly hilarious because I went back to that tweet, and I think it might have been Legion Hoops who tweeted the original report, or not the original original report. I think they were just citing an Adrian Wojnarowski or Shams uh, trade report. But I went back to that tweet, and I was just dying at the Lakers fans' responses to Kyle Lowry being traded to their team. I'm like. But then you also – that's what makes you realize that Lakers fans are the most casual fans in the league. Yeah, like, I'm going to pull, I'm gonna pull have, up a funny tweet. Yeah, I was going to say because they have the biggest fan base, they naturally are going to have the most casuals. And I feel like casuals kind of run NBA Twitter depending on who you're following. I feel like not really for me. My timeline's like just a bunch of writers and media people and um, people who write great articles. Like Oren, by the way, who wrote a nice little Toronto Star thing. Oren – Want to plug that a little? That little Toronto Star thing, you know, a little thing. I don't know if you plugged it. I don't know if you plugged it yesterday, but that was good. I read it. It was great. No, thank you. I mean, if people want to read it, you can go to my Twitter profile, which is right there, and it's pinned to my profile. It's just about, you know, this guy I worked with actually at Seneca. His name's Kareem Griffin, who coached there and more more famously coached at Eastern Commerce High School turned that school into a women's basketball powerhouse where many of the girls now in the NCAA or the Canadian national team came from there. And yeah, yeah, just kind of his story. So you can go to my Twitter if you want to read that. Um, But I I have a pretty funny tweet here from the THT tweets. Oh my God. This is actually, this is just how down bad the Lakers are right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're they're missing Danny Green. They're missing Danny Green. Lord I, one, as a Raptors fan, have not missed Danny Green just... a day since he left. No offense to yeah. Danny Green. He was, you know, he was decent for us, but I have yeah. not missed him a day since he left. So they're down bad right now. And and like as much as I want to slander the Lakers right now, um, this is really they looked like a shell of themselves. It's hard. It's hard to like poke fun at them when they're dealing with injuries to their two best players. Um, yeah. Because those guys both looked like just, just they couldn't handle the Raptors really on either end. LeBron basically passed it all game. He wasn't trying to, you know, back up people into the posts like you're used to seeing from him. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't very mobile. AD, same thing, mostly taking jump shots, wasn't really getting into the post. 
And defensively, neither of them could move. Neither of them could stay in front of Siakam, especially who... AD looked bad tonight, man. What was going on with that guy? He looked bad, man. Yeah, I haven't watched the Lakers since he returned for injury, so maybe this is just kind of what he's been looking like. But, like, this is a really great uh, defensive possession from Siakam on him. And, And really, like... Siakam was better than him today, which is not something you can often say. And I think part of that is the injury to AD, and part of that is just mm-hmm. Siakam outplaying him. But mm-hmm. yeah, the Lakers looked like a shell of themselves. And I mean, they have a lot of reasons to be worried, I think. Because yeah. I was just looking at the standings, and the Lakers are now in a three way tie with Portland and Dallas for five, six, seven. And seven. So yeah. if the Lakers fall to that seven seed, that means they're in the play in game. And their first round opponent could be the Golden State Warriors. They're playing. Mm. They're they're playing. Uh, sorry, people. Right now oh, it's Memphis. Playing. Yeah, it's Memphis in in eighth. But the Warriors could move up to eighth, and then that would be like you know um, ridiculous if the Lakers and the Warriors play in the play in tournament. It's it's a real possibility right now. The way this team looked, you know, LeBron left in the fourth quarter with the same ankle injury. Um, AD looking the way he looked. So there's a real chance this team keeps falling and they fall to seven and they play a team like the Warriors in the play-in. And, you know, the play-in is a one-game situation. They could just be... Actually, no, you would have to lose two games if you're the seventh seed. But worrying stuff for the Lakers, for sure. And, I mean, lots of great optimistic stuff for the Raptors. It's just probably too late in their season to matter. you never want a game or an uh as a Lakers fan at least, you never really want a game where Kyle Kuzma looks like your far and away best player. Like I'm not talking it's okay. I've seen Lakers win games with Kyle Kuzma uh looking like their best player on the court, but you know, far and away, A D looked awful. LeBron at times just looked uninterested. And I know you said ankle injury, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's just like, I'm not doing this, man. Like I'm I'm just not doing this. A D I think it's I think it's him being passive, man. I think that, you know, I think it was an Achilles strain he had that had him out for so long, and you never want to test an Achilles, if I'm not mistaken. It was either an Achilles or a hamstring. I think it was Achilles. It was Achilles, um, yeah. A- you Achilles. never want to test that. And, and it's like, for you, because remember, Oren, we saw what the Achilles injury did to DeMarcus Cousins. Completely zapped him of athleticism. Yeah. Um, right? His explosion was gone, and that's something DeMarcus has a big really relied on. Um but for Cousins, I mean, sorry, for uh, Anthony Davis, man, he looked like, number one, he was not interested in, 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 you know, being a factor in this game. Number two, defensively, he was letting Siakam just eat him alive. And then on the court, like, I'm even looking at their box score, or in minus 11, worst Laker on the floor for plus minus. Oh, my God. This box score is crazy. Yeah, it's Stanley bad, Johnson man. and Malachi Flynn combined for anyone. Anyone in the comments want to guess how many points Stanley Johnson and Malachi Flynn, two starters who played 50 minutes together, combined 50, for? Five, zero, anyone, 15. Whoever gets in the comments, I will pin your thing. But yeah. no cheating. Everybody, take a wild guess. Do not look at the box score. No I see looking. you googling. Three of you guys are googling. I could literally. Just, four just of you guys guess. don't Google. Stop we can, googling. We can see it. Oh, you I guys, see. you you freaking saw. You guys are cheaters. Like, there's you no cheaters. way you guys know that immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's true though. They combined for a whopping nope, not that one. Zero points. Malachi no Flynn way. And Stanley Johnson. And Stanley Johnson, man, he actually played good 
D, I think, on LeBron. Although LeBron was a shell of himself, like we talked about. You know, he was out there for his D. That's why he started. But his bricks are bricks. Like, it's it's not even close. When he shoots threes, it, it's not even, like, close to going in. You guys are good at this. This is this is pretty damn good. Yeah, zero but, points. So me or an I ate. I was eating Quaker cheddar minis or whatever you call them. Quaker minis, the cheddar flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at home and I was watching the game. And, and you uh, could have put up zero and, points. And I, and I was thinking, Oren, about drinking coffee before coming on because I really didn't want to like sleep on this thing. Um, yeah. And and me doing all that, right? Legs up, right? Sitting on the couch, comfortable. Stanley Johnson scored as many points as me it's true <laughs> like that's incredible you gotta love it man stanley I johnson know. doing everything he can i don't know what he did today to make nick nurse say you know what stanley guess what you're starting today yeah believe I me think, i think it was really just the lebron match lebron factor yeah without og there um but on the bright side of all that the bench did contribute which we're not used to seeing but like Freddie Gillespie had 11. DeAndre Bembry had one of his better games. He had 14. Mm -hmm. Watanabe, 6. Hood, 7. So you got something from the bench, which the Raptors haven't really been getting recently. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Malachi and and Stanley Johnson, um, neither of them hit a shot. And that was a little little disappointing. And Birch also kind of had to come back to reality game after. You should watch the Utah game because Birch played his absolute ass off. Mm-hmm. And and looked just unreal. And today, you know, Birch he looked very average, but he didn't have to do that much uh, against this Lakers team. Honestly, like he mm-hmm. he was he did a good job deterring them at the rim and kind of forcing them to take perimeter shots. And other than that, he just wasn't really a big part of the offense or whatever. But yeah, it was really the two superstars carrying the team, and and that's something the Raptors really haven't had this season is their stars carrying them to wins. Like there's been nights when both of their or multiple stars have been good, but then the bench kills it or two stars are good, but two kill the rest of the team. Um, Like we saw even a couple of games ago with uh, Siakam, I think, and and Fred had bad games, but yeah, they finally kind of got like a superstar win, like a traditional, you know, like a game where like LeBron will carry his yeah. team to like victory, yep, even yep, with the yep. rest playing whatever. And like this was Kyle and Siakam doing that. I love Lakers fans because like the first thing they do is like, you know, they see, you know, as a fan of any team, you're always going to have like that one. Like everybody has a Lakers fan on their Twitter. If you have Twitter, a Lakers fan is somewhere on your Twitter timeline. And Lakers fans are all you know Lakers fans like you win a game against them and you it's like this is an embarrassing loss if I was a Lakers fan I didn't feel like you lost by seven it really felt like you were down 20 the entire game um but just to see them go you know what it's just a regular season game and the Raptors aren't really good anyways and I love that I love that snarky stuff um I see a lot of people in the comments saying Stanley Johnson guys stop he's not first of all there's no LeBron stopper in the league and Stanley Johnson, guys, LeBron wasn't stopped. I know you guys are looking at the box score and you see 19 points. He shot 11 shots. He was 6 for 11. He shot over 50%. Um, he missed a chunk of the fourth quarter. 11 shots, guys. If LeBron wanted to shoot 25 shots, he could have had 40 if he really wanted to. And he just looked disinterested. I'm being totally honest, guys. I'm not, you know, 
it's not a cop out. It's not giving LeBron more credit than he's due. LeBron is LeBron. He's one of the best players of all time. Still one of the best players of all time. Um, it's just uh, I'm not having it. I'm not having the Stanley Johnson things, guys. Relax. No, no, that was just a bad LeBron game. Let's not get yeah. it out of our head. Um, yeah. The only other real thought I have on this game is, I mean, I you cool. saw you saw a lot of Pascal and Lowry two man game, and even they even took them off the bench together and kind of let Malachi run this bench unit without either of Kyle or Pascal on the floor. Yeah. And I mean, I've been kind of arguing for this to be the regular rotations with everyone healthy is Siakam and Kyle and then Fred and OG. And the reason why is just because they're really hard to stop. Like for one of the reasons why is because together Kyle and Pascal just fit like seamlessly. Um, you don't even have to really like run stuff for them. They're just the pick and rolls work like. It works just because Phoenix says, like, they're like Kyle knows how to be enough off ball where he can find Siakam in his spots. Whereas Fred is a much more, you know, ball dominant player who will look for his own offense. And then that'll result in Pascal looking for his own offense the next time down the floor. Whereas, contagious. Yeah, I just feel like this duo, it, it, it works a lot better together. And like, this was a good example of a pick and roll where, you know, I think LeBron kind of is on, yeah, Pascal here. He switches. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what the defensive coverage is going on there because he switches and Caruso goes over the pick. But I guess someone's supposed to step in and help on Pascal, but he's just so good at shooting over people in that mid-range area where if the help is even a second late, he has that little floater game. And like, this was such a weird game for Pascal compared to yesterday, because yesterday he had no shot, like not even close. His, his mid range attempts didn't look confident. His three point attempts weren't close. And then he comes out today and just, he hits everything from the mid range. And it's just like, what is like, where is your finishing? I can't figure out. I can't figure out. Let me tell you something, Warren. I can't figure out like something. how good of a finisher is this guy? Is he a good finisher or is he a, a bad finisher? Like, every night is so different. Let me tell you something, Warren. Pascal Siakam, his game is built on confidence. If you're a Raptors fan, you know that. Like, there's no Pascal. He'll hit a couple shots in the beginning of the game. He might get cold in the fourth. Pascal normally, when he has a good fourth quarter, it's just continues and continues and continues you know you kind of know what pascal you're getting i think when it i want to say when it hits like mid third quarter of the game because he might have a good first half but a lot of times we've seen pascal fizzle out but this game people love getting down hey raptors fans you guys love getting down on pascal and and it seems like a lot of times people you know are rooting for his his downfall with the raptors i've seen a lot of people saying you know should he be traded next next offseason in the trade deadline? And and that's not far-fetched, to be honest. It's not super crazy. Because first of all, there's no really, um, I want to say, untradeable guys, or maybe other than, what, five to ten superstars in the league. Um, but with Pascal, it's, guys, let's give him his flowers when he has games like this. Like, we really have to remember this. Because tomorrow, or, or the day after tomorrow, when he has, you know, a game where he's five for 12, you know, not a terrible shooting game, but a game where maybe he could have done a lot better. I don't want to hear, oh, Pascal, he's this, and 
He's been doing this all year because we keep shrugging aside these games where Pascal drops 30 and 40. The guy was 15 for 26, 39 points, 13 rebounds. Three of them were offensive rebounds. He shot four for eight from three, went to the free throw line seven times. He had two steals, two blocks. Are you guys He almost got me my fantasy win. Almost with that Pascal second block Listen, Oren, Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry got 76 points out of the Raptors' 121. The Raptors won a basketball game with Stanley Johnson scoring zero points on 0 for 5. Malachi Flynn, zero points on 0 for 7. Kem Birch, four points on 1 for 6 shooting. That's three of the five starters. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of talking about the starters because I feel like we know what to, you know, held their end of the bargain this night. For me, Oren, in terms of bench, DeAndre Bembry, man. DeAndre Bembry looked really good in this game, man. He looked really, really good. Like, I'm talking like these are the type of games from DeAndre Bembry where I watch him and I'm like, this guy, if the Raptors, again, guys, I'm not saying the Raptors are going to make the play in or whatever. They're likely not. I mean, it looks like it's over, right? Um, the Wizards are doing well. Shout out to Russell Westbrook. He's having an incredible season. Bradley Beal's back. Their teammate chemistry's up. Um, but with the Raptors specifically, Oren, goodness gracious, man. In the hypothetical that they make the plan, I don't know how you can watch a game like this and say DeAndre Bembry can't be a part of that eight to nine man rotation like i don't see it because when he's energetic man like the explosion we saw from him today the defense he had eight rebounds deandre memory had eight rebounds he was a plus 15 the highest i should say higher than kyle lowry higher than pascal siaco plus 15 he had 14 points yeah. he did have a couple weird turnovers Oren, that i didn't really like and and i love when deandre memory gets those turnovers and the cameraman like they all just immediately switch to Nick Nurse's reaction, and Nick Nurse is just like, you know, just rubbing his eyes. And I mean, it is what it is. With DeAndre Bembry, you're gonna get that. Like, you're gonna get those weird. He had like, I think Birch down low for like a wide open dunk, or someone down low for a wide open dunk, and he just missed the pass completely, and it flew out of bounds. Um, I'm okay with that, but man, if we're talking like, uh, wow, we don't yeah. get to see a lot of games, Orin, where the bench goes off like this. We probably see it what once every six, five, six, seven games where the bench really holds their own. Uh, Freddie looked good, man. And, and that's on me because I was in, you know, some DMs talking to some friends saying, yo, man, like, I know we signed Freddie, but he hasn't looked all that great to me the last couple weeks or the last week, I should say. Um, and yeah. he shut me up. He, he hasn't. Shut me up he hasn't. Good. It's true. But like, you're, he shouldn't even really be playing rotation minutes. True. He's like Very such true. a, he's so young and raw that he's more like G League at this point in his career. And like, yeah, uh, Bembry was really good today, uh, kind of as a secondary playmaker. But I'm seeing, I, I don't want to have to do this because I like Bembry. But now people in the comments are like, who's better, Bembry or Caruso? Come on. Caruso's good. Yeah. Caruso's actually good. Like legit. Like he, and you know what I respect a lot about Caruso? Um, the path, man. The path he took to the NBA. Like this guy, to me what two three years ago looked like a g league player that was just a g league player you know those guys like there's that there's that group of nba players who are just g league guys they dominate in g league but once they come to the nba they're not really doing all that like they're just stuck in between they're in that purgatory you know 
that's what he was to me. And then Caruso, the way he's just expanded. I love his game, Caruso because he's, he's just like good, man. he looks like just the dad at the he's YMCA, <laughs> but he's actually incredibly athletic and like has these great dunks. But he's a he's a really smart player, good defender, great playmaker. I'm surprised that there's Caruso hate in the comments. Um, the other thing though that I just kind of remembered was like he's got Somali hair jeans. Yeah, go ahead. It's true. He has that receding hairline, but yeah, you guys. See where Come on where was Marcus Gasol tonight? Like Drummond oh. was terrible. Yeah, I mean, at least defensively, he was eight for fourteen, so not a bad night offensively. They did mm-hmm. run a whole bunch for him, so I mean, those points kind of were force fed in a way. They ran a lot of post ups for him, pick and rolls, but um, and then and then Harrell also played seventeen minutes, so those were the two centers, but. Even when they both ran into foul trouble at one point, I think it was in the third quarter, I was expecting Gasol to come in, or maybe the second quarter. Instead, they went small to AD at the five. But yeah, kind of surprised that Gasol is kind is out of the rotation for now, especially against his former team, who he knows really well and had a great mm-hmm. game against the Raptors the last time we played. But like, I get that he's been pretty bad this season for them. And offensively, he's he's not bringing much. But when I think about the the Lakers' best lineups in a, in a playoff series, and like that's what they're gearing up for, it has to be Gasol at the five for me. Like that's oh, yeah. their best that defensive lineup at the three, four, five with LeBron, AD, and Gasol. I think that's like their their best path. But I guess or, they don't see it that way. Or and the ball just moves better when Gasol's there. Like you saw it early in the season, and and the thing with Mark is that he does have, you know, his downfalls where like, you know, there's some defensive rotations. He's just, he's just walking. And a lot of it just has to do with him being 37, man. Like he's an old guy. He's a super old guy. People forget. Right. So um, with Marcus all, yeah, man, the ball moves better. I'm sorry, man. But like Drummond almost has to play like a JaVale McGee role where he's like a role. Like they have to really just throw him into that role player and just pigeonhole him into that role even though he might be more talented than that, but Gasol just, I don't know, man. I just feel like the, the Lakers just looked so bad offensively. And I feel like when I was watching, I was watching, by the way, when the Lakers, when the season started, I was watching almost every Lakers game to start the year. And I was like, goodness gracious. Like watching Marcus Gasol on another team just pass the ball around and it's just it's beautiful. Like he's it's absolutely beautiful. Are you guys and Drummond? Fans? And Drummond is kind of the opposite, where he's a ball stopper. Uh, mm-hmm. When the ball comes to him, he'll he'll more so look for his own offense than yeah. And this isn't this, this isn't is so funny saying... though. Are you guys Raptors fans at Raptors Republic? That's gold. Thank you for that. That's comment. hilarious. Anyways, um, yeah. I'm ahead. a Stanley Johnson fan and an Aaron Baines fan. <laughs> um, Someone said you're giving Gasol too much credit. And and this isn't me, guys, saying Gasol's an all-star center. Like, just slow down. I'm yeah, not like, going there. It's like, just I hate, you their can't, other you options can't, are yeah, not very good. Yeah, you can't compliment good. someone or, like, without someone going, you know, well, Gasol is this, you know? Like, yeah, Gasol struggled in the, in, in, the, in the bubble, guys. I saw it last year. Like, I saw it. Gasol's not this incredible all-star, you know, all-defensive center anymore. Like, he's not that. But he's better than Drummond for that lineup. Right, like for that starting line, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you know Gasol has to play 32 minutes and Drummond has to play 16. No, that's not what I'm saying either. I just think that Gasol works better with LeBron, AD, 
you know, whoever they start, Caruso. I think they start Caruso when they're fully healthy, or maybe they start Macklemore and, and Dennis Schroeder. I'm not 100% sure. But that's, again, you can you can argue with me. I'm sure a lot of people, even, you know, I got some friends that I, I would argue with that, that, that would say, you know, Drummond is a better fit beside LeBron and AD. And I don't, I personally don't think so. Um, I mean, yeah, the thing about Gasol is you kind of have to play through him at the elbows and maybe the Lakers just don't want to do that because they run their offense through LeBron and AD. So if they do that, then Gasol's utility offensively becomes a lot worse. And, you know, I guess his defense at this point in his career might not be enough to just keep him on the floor alone. You you really have to run some stuff through him if you want to get more out of him offensively. But Bro, the guy I'm a little get, worried like, about them, like, just because honestly, their center or, rotation is just like, it's so mad. Like I don't trust Harold in a playoff series and I don't trust Drummond in a playoff series. And AD at the five is definitely their best look, but you can't yeah. do that for 48 minutes. So we'll see. We'll see. Honestly, Drummond is not it, man. Like we saw what Jonas Valanciunas was doing to that guy for the better part of what, five, six years. Um, it was almost fun. Like it was got to the point with Jonas where it was like when he was a Raptor, at least it was like, you know what? We're getting Drummond tonight on the Pistons. Jonas is going for 20 and 20. Like, it just is what it is. And, and he would do it every single time. And um, I don't know, man. I've never really been a huge fan of Andre Drummond. I, I know he's a talented center. I know he does, he can do certain things that other, um, you know, bigs can. I know he's truthfully, and people might laugh that are watching this, but he's one of the best rebounders, I think, of all time. People might scoff. I don't really care. Like, metrics back that up. You watch him. That It backs that up. He's an incredible offensive rebound offensive rebounder, I should say. Um, Drummond has some really good things. Some some people are saying AD should start at center. I don't know about that. I mean, they won with him starting at power four. They won it all. But again, different season. Um, I think you you put Gasol in, man. You put Gasol. I don't know, man. This is karma. This is karma. Raptors fans are watching. That this, is, this is straight up karma. You don't start Gasol. You don't even play Gasol. He gets a DNP, right? I understand why Wes Matthews is getting a DNP. He sucks. Um, ben McLemore came in literally off the waivers. I forgot who waved him. Was it Houston? Somebody waved him. Yeah, that was his last team, but yeah, he was yeah. in purgatory for a while. He comes into LA and starts lighting it up. Like, this guy's a good role player. Ben McLemore's a good shooter, a very good shooter. Obviously, with where he got drafted, he should have been a much better player than he is now, but that's a whole different story. Um, yeah, Wes Matthews, I understand why he's not playing, but Gasol, like, you're really watching Drummond play. And again, if you're a Lakers fan watching this, and you're saying I'm out of my mind, I don't know what I'm talking about, you might be right because, honestly, I haven't watched a lot of Lakers games with Drummond. Um, I don't know if he's the problem. I don't know if uh, he's part of the problem. I don't know. Um, but from what I've seen, again, small sample size, he doesn't look that all that great beside AD. Um, a lot of that also had to do with AD. Yeah. Just is what it yeah. is. Like, um, it's, 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 you can blame LeBron, Orrin. You can blame AD. You can blame Drummond in this game. Um, you can't blame Kuzma. You can't because he looked like Steph Curry out there. Yeah, Kuzma was great. And yeah, the way from what I see, it's just they're kind of trying to force feed um, Drummond into these starter minutes because, you know, they signed him maybe with that promise and whatever, and it just hasn't gone that well. But um, before we go, do you have any takes on this uh, question from Eric Kareen of The Athletic? Who asks, I'm torn between whether finishing or handling has to be Pascal's summertime offseason priority. So I was thinking about this throughout the game, but do you have a take? Maybe you want to go first. 
don't know if it's either, man. It might be a shot. <laughs> like, um, I mean, that kind of goes without seen... saying, though. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, like pe guys are going to put up shots regardless, and I agree. But it's been drastic the war, and like this isn't. We're not just seeing like a. Yeah, we saw a thirty-eight percent guy drop to. I don't know what he's at now. Twenty-eight, twenty-nine percent, like dropping ten percent in in a season's crazy like i don't know what yeah. I, again i don't know or you're gonna I think have to though, back like on this. those I think numbers i think those numbers are gonna come up even if he didn't work if, even if he doesn't prioritize it in an off season mm -hmm. those numbers are gonna kind of come back to the mean mm -hmm. but yeah out of these two things though what out of those two um can i say the cop out and just say both um which one does he need more I think his handle's fine, man. Like I, I know we see some sloppy handling sometimes, but I think it has to be the finish. It's the finishing for me, man. Yeah, there's a lot of times Pascal. Yeah, Pascal's at the rim, and you're wondering how, um, you know, he didn't make that. And then there's sometimes like today where I'm watching and I'm like, this guy's touch is incredible around the rim. Like he wasn't missing anything. There was one play, he drove I think past AD with ease. AD was I think swinging towards him defensively. Uh, trying to get to him, he pump fakes drives, and he did this like floater type thing, but it was like from 16 feet away. It was just yeah, yeah. behind the free like, throw line. Yeah, and he makes an 80s like goodness gracious, like what do we do now? Like what? How do we stop this guy? I mean, it's yeah. fair. I think it's finishing for me, man. I think Pascal, bro, he's a big guy. Like his handling for me is fine. Could it be better? Absolutely. Like his shot could be better. There's a lot of things about Pascal's game that could be better. Um, I mean, it's, it's easy to say that. You could say that really about anybody. But yeah, um, for me, it's the finishing. It's the finishing for me, man. For me, it is too. And for finishing, you could even group shooting into that. But uh, mm -hmm. like the, the handle to me is not an issue. It definitely limits what he would be able to do. Maybe if he had like an elite handle, like his left hand is definitely an issue. But it's not like something that gets him into trouble because he just doesn't go to it. Um, it's not like he's a turnover king. He has a pretty good like assist to turnover ratio so the the handling's not getting him into trouble it's just kind of limiting what he can do offensively but he gets to his spots like for the most part pascal gets to his spots the issue is when he gets to those spots he'll miss a couple and then he won't get back there because the like we talked about the confidence so yeah i'm i'm with you it's it's finishing for me um, this this year has just been so weird for him, especially because some games he looks like he did today, and then some games he can't hit a layup. So, weird. but like to be fair, and I know this this is like people are really going to be on me for this, Oren. But if Pascal's as good as he is right now, man, like I think that's fine. Like we overanalyze the living hell out of the guy, and I think I, he he needs to be more consistent. Okay, that that. That's fair. I mean, he, he since he came back from injury, he's been up and down. He had three really good games, 27 points, 26, 25, and that's just scoring, right? But normally with Pascal, his his scoring almost translates to his defense. Like when he's not shooting well, you can just see him slacking yeah. all over the floor. He starts having mental mistakes. It's true. And then after that 27, 26, 25 against Brooklyn, 10 points on two for 16 shooting. Nuggets, 11 points on five for 11 shooting. And then the Jazz yesterday – 15 points on seven for 18 shooting. And then today he goes off for 39. So you're right. The confidence could be better. Um, it could be a lot better. Um, and yeah, the consistency he, could be better. But yeah. I don't know, man. Like, No, like he, uh, he has the skill set right now, even if he never improves any of his skills again, to, to be like 
fine. I'm to, I'll be happy, but he has to like use that skill set, execute on that school skill set mm-hmm. more often. It doesn't have to be every single game, but it has to be That's more right. consistently because right now it's, I don't know what I'm going to get from him on a night to night basis on either end of the floor. And for a max guy, that's just not all right. That's true. That is a very, very good point. I just think when people look back at this season, Oren, um, the first name you, you you bring up can't be Siakam. Like it, to me, it just can't. It can't be no, Siakam. If anything, I think I'm, bringing up, I'm bringing up. Yeah, I'm bringing up. You know the the mistakes that were made roster wise, and I'm bringing up yeah. the bench because the yeah, bench is that's on oh, that's on the front office. The bench has been awful this year. Um, yeah, we've seen great games from Watanabe. You know, we saw Jalen Harris play quite a bit today, and he looked pretty good, by the way. We haven't really mentioned him all that much. He played nine minutes. He hit a three. Um, he had a nice, I think it was a steal, nice, like, deflection steal in this game. Um, but the bench hasn't been good. Like, Rodney Hood, you look at him since he's been a Raptor, hasn't really been all that great. DeAndre Bembry's been at the de- quite the, literally the textbook definition of inconsistent. He has a great game against the Lakers today, and then maybe you don't even see him play for the next three games, and um, you know, Utah's had his ups and downs and even Freddie, Freddie's been, you know, not that great other than this game, not that great, um, prior to that. Um, and then we all know obviously what Baines, um, has been like this season. Cause I, I'm mentioning him because he did play quite a bit this year off the bench and as a starter. So, um, and Malachi's a rookie again, like I said, if this was a regular season or in Malachi's just not playing that much, like he's literally just not if, cause we're so used to the Raptors having such a good bench. You know, guys like Malachi, you know, Fred Van Fleen is rookie or didn't play much, but he has to because the bench just isn't good. I don't think it's like a Malachi thing where you, it's like, let's play him because he's a very, very good rookie. I think it's, yeah, he's he's shown some some glimpses. I think Malachi can eventually, you know, I'm not going to throw any labels on him of him being a future starting point guard or whatever it is. But I think you look at this team and it's like, Malachi didn't even really have to play this year if we just had an average bench. I think we had one of the worst benches in the league. Um, and that's just, that's just facts. Um, Biggs here says, you know, Bembry is a legit 10th man spark plug. Yeah, man. He was a spark plug tonight. Yeah. And also I was, was. I saw a tweet. I was going to bring this up earlier about Bembry and he, he has a non-guaranteed contract for last season. And people have been saying like, that's a tough call, but I think the difference of the cap hit is only like a million dollars for the Raptors. So um, I feel like they'll probably guarantee that if that's the case, because yeah. you know that's that's not like gonna m- not get you a free agent that you want one million dollars. It's not likely gonna affect that stuff. So I think Bembry's probably done enough to pick up that guarantee and uh, be with the Raptors next year, unless unless obviously there's like a max free agent coming or something like that. Mm-hmm. But think, yeah, he'll I be in a more I'm... reduced role, like a tenth man type of thing. Yeah, tenth man, exactly. I was gonna say, I think you you have a stable bench this year, and you have Birch to start the year. And again, Birch is average starting center in the league. Like you really size him up against all the other starting centers in the league. He's probably average, maybe above average. Um, and if the Raptors have a stable bench, they start Birch. I'm I quite literally think the Raptors go from being the eleventh seed, I think, is what they are now, maybe twelve. They have vaulted to oh. mid playoff race. Yeah, like no. they're a fourth, fifth, sixth seeded team. Some people think that with Birch and a and a revamped bench, this is a third seeded team. So, um, I mean, hey, it was this season's been great. We're talking. I'm talking right yeah, now. Like, and the, last and the funny season. thing about it feels like a someone, eulogy. Someone in the comments like said this, but um, 
we kill the Raptors for what they did in free agency, but at the same time, like Gasol, he's had a pretty bad year if you ask Lakers fans, and Ibaka, who I'm a little worried about, has been injured for almost three months now. He just hasn't played, and the Clippers are about to go into the playoffs with him maybe coming back right before the playoffs, and they have no... They have Boogie as their backup center right now who can't really stay on the floor defensively, so... Yeah, it's true. Like both of those guys are are kind of having pretty bad seasons, Justin, unfortunately. Justin, can you hear me? I hope you can hear me loud and clear. Maybe I gotta bring this mic up a little. <laughs> Justin, if Masai Ujiri had the chance of getting Serge Ibaka back, I promise you he would do it in half a second. Half of a second. It would be the fastest Blackberry call, Blackberry nine thousand call you would ever see in your entire life. Serge Ibaka, Ken Ken Birch is legit. Right, Ken Birch is legit, but Serge Ibaka is a whole different animal. And if you go on his Instagram, guys, I don't know if it was yesterday or today, but he had a pretty—I think he was in a music video or something. I was like, yeah. "Hey, isn't this guy injured? What's going on, Serge?" But I'm not going to fault him because Serge Ibaka is the man, yeah. uh, and and he'll be back next year. Let's put that. Let's put that energy into the air, Orin. At That's like when, uh, at one thirty one in the morning Eastern time. Let's put that energy. Remember in when Embiid went to the Meek Mill concert when he <laughs> he just had surgery and everyone was freaking out. Everyone's like, "What the hell's going on?" And people yeah. who hated Embiid just used it as like a platform to just destroy him. So yeah, that was Serge uh, in this like Spanish guy's music video. I didn't even see the video. I don't know what it was, but I saw yeah. him dancing. Anyways, yeah. we'll drop um, it. Up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up, guys. I don't know how we have 152 people watching this at 1.32 in the morning. I think it's West Coast people. Shout out where you're at in the comments. It might be the LA fans. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For them, it's like early. It's like they're vaccinated. They're partying now. Yo, honestly, fuck the States. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I'm so jealous right now. I might have to fly there to get my vaccine, to be honest, man. They were giving vaccines out at the Bucks game. Just come get your vaccine here. Yeah. And people uh, now in in LA, they're they're back. They're partying. I see videos of them, like, hanging out, watching the Oscars together. Meanwhile, Doug Ford is sleeping with, like, Timbit dust on his shirt. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this is the one time where I was like, you know, it'd be great to be American. Literally the one time in my life. Um, but I love being Canadian. Um, just I just don't love being, you know, living in Ontario at this present moment. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into politics. But uh, what I will say, guys, is that this was the wrap-up. 1.33 in the morning. I don't know what your priorities are, guys. Um, I know I have to. It's about to be sunrise in, what, like a few hours. So I got to eat because I'm fasting tomorrow. Um, and I'm going to go to bed. So, um, Oren, I know I could just tell you just can't wait till your spine touches your mattress. I know you cannot wait. Uh, 1.33 in the morning. We appreciate you guys staying with us. Um, This was the wrap-up. Again, if you haven't been here before, this is the Raptors Republic official live post-game show. Before you guys leave us tonight, uh, we need you to like, comment, and subscribe to the Raptors Republic channel. Guys, it's literally one button, and it's free. Um, It's just do it now. Just do it now because... I, right after I get off this, I'm going to go on my seven burners and, and do it myself. So if I can do it on seven burners, I'm sure you guys can do it yourself. Uh, we also want to thank our sponsor, RF Qureshi from Remax, for supporting the show. This was the wrap-up, the Raptors Republic post-game live show, where the Raptors defeated the Los Angeles Lakers 121-114. to 
bringing the Raptors record to 27 wins, 38 losses on the season. I'm your co-host, Saul Abney. Again, here with Orrin Weisfeld from CNN. No, we'll see you guys. Orrin, what's the next game? Is it the day after tomorrow? It has I believe to be. so. Yep. We can't leave without telling you who it is, though. Clippers. Wait, give me a sec, Orrin. Is Clippers. it Clippers? Oh, we so. got a Kawhi game, guys. Yeah. We got a Kawhi game. I can't wait. All right, guys. Did you check? I just, I think so. Oh, is I it? Let check, me check. But... It is the Clippers. It is. They're staying in LA. It's the Clippers. Okay, nice. All Get right. Get ready for Kawhi. Yeah, I hope OG's back. Later. Oh, hopefully. Take care. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Call 1-800-941-2358 to speak with a treatment advisor. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50 plus, for LGBTQ patients who wish to seek treatment without worry of stigmas, a confidential program for first responders and military, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Call 1-800-941-2358. 800-941-2358.